0: The others can come ahead. So welcome to Beloved, all those who are logging us, logging, joining us online on Zoom. Great to have you with us. There are people from India, also people from uh, Australia, South Africa, Africa, Dubai, I think. They're logging in. Okay. Everyone is, um, is God is revealing uh, sonship to everybody. Okay. I always say that Beloved is not a church. Uh, it's a, it's a revelation of the sun in you, yeah? And so you can log on everywhere, and you're coming into the revelation of the sun in you. Um, So if you're in Bombay, if you live in Bombay, come and join us. Uh, You'll find us on Facebook. Uh, Our uh, handle is at Beloved Sons of God, okay? You'll find us there, write to us, and then we'll tell you where we gather. And so uh, come and be part of Other Sons in Bombay. Uh, So last week, I shared about um, sonship. So if you're going to hear today's message, I would encourage you to hear it on YouTube. It's called What is Sonship? And it's going to just bring home together a lot of things for you. Okay. And so today's message is going to really make you understand a lot of things. So, um, uh, okay, can I have that board up? So I'm going to draw some things out again. So if someone can help me set this up. Is this in frame? Should I get closer? I'll bring it in closer. Is it in frame for the zoom people? Yeah. Sorry. I need my little for kit. Okay, so last week I shared, um, we spoke about you, right, where you come from, what is your purpose and um, it's in your purpose that you will find fulfillment, okay, just like a cup, cup is made to be filled with water and so if I fill the cup with pencils or I fill the cup with something apart from water you're not going to be fulfilled is because everything if you look around you is made for a purpose and when you find your purpose in that you will be fulfilled okay so what is our purpose god made us to be life-giving spirits you were in the father if you're here if you're listening to me you were not you haven't come into the kingdom accidentally you've come into the kingdom because you're chosen you were appointed you were conceived in the father before the foundation of the world Okay? And you came to him, you came through your mother's womb, then you came into a cycle. You came into this world, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then someone came and told you about Jesus, you got born again, it got quickened in you, and then you've come home to your father. Okay? Refreshments will be served post the service, everybody, so we can uh, have them. Okay, so yesterday I was telling you about, uh, I've drawn this out, remember? I'll try and make it so I took three beings, your spirit, your soul, and your body. Okay. So when you got born again, God is spirit. And so you are spirit. I am a spiritual being. You're not flesh. You're a spiritual being. Okay. So what part of you got born again the minute you came to know Jesus? You're spirit man. Got born again. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. So where is everything? Where is all your inheritance? Where is everything? God is only looking at you. He calls you a spiritual being. The first Adam was made of dust. The second Adam is from above. And so it says our identity is a spiritual identity. The first Adam was a living being. The second Adam is a life-giving spirit. I haven't put those verses there. But I'm I'm saying it is because God wants us to identify you and me as spiritual beings. That means your whole identity comes from what the Father says about me and not what this flesh says, not what this environment says. Now these are a fundamental truths. Once you, once you make it... You, um, you come to rest with who you are, then then the Holy Spirit is able to flow with everything. So just the way when Jesus walked the earth, he looked human. But everyone who saw him knew there was a clear distinction that this, this guy looks different from all the other humans. This guy, is a, he comes from some sort of higher dimension because he clearly looks godly. Because he is above all the laws of this world. He's, he's telling the sea, the, sun, uh, the, the sea to, uh, you know, he calms the storm down. He is turning water into wine. He looked like a different species, although he looked like us. And so you and I, we look the same, but we're not the same. Okay, and so this is your spirit. This is your soul. And this is your mind. Okay, and this is your body. Okay, now everything about God, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. All the blessings of God are in Christ. Okay, now what part of you is getting born again, I said. What part of you is getting saved? The end result, if you, you, if you hear the previous sermon on sonship, I said the end result is the salvation of your soul. That means the adoption of your soul. What part of you is getting saved is this. Is your mind and to the degree it's coming into unity into your oneness that's where you're going to see everything flow into your body into your spiritual realm and that's why the importance of getting born born again and after you get born again about renewing your mind that means he's brainwashing you completely about his kingdom now the devil took you I gave you an illustration like you were taken away the devil took you and brainwashed you about about the tree of knowledge of good and evil about that realm, and made you think that you're just like it You became a slave of sin you became a slave of death and he's bringing you out of a mind of a slave into the mind of a son that's what's happening and so this part of you look at this this part of you is coming into rest this part of you is coming into the mind of a king this is a chair you're seated in the heavenly places in christ you're taking a position of rest you're getting the mind, that's a crown. I'm trying to make a crown here. Yeah. You're coming out of the mind of a slave into the mind of a king. That's why it says set your mind on things above. Focus on things. He's getting you out of a slave mindset. That's what it was, you know, when God was bringing out Egypt. When he was bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt and then through the wilderness into the promised land. But the entire journey of the wilderness, guess what was happening? He was making his children dependent on him again. Bringing them out of a mind of a slave because they've been in Egypt for so long under the, under the bondage of the Egyptians, living like slaves, that now he's making them realize, hey, your sons, you're, you have me as your father. That I can split the rock and give you water. I can part the sea and make a way for you. And getting his dependency and then saying that on six days, don't collect any food because every day I'm going to give you something. So you don't need to be hoarding things. And then on the sixth day and seventh day, just rest because there's going to be enough food. And he started getting them dependent on the word. Okay, dependent on them. And way before, so what was happening? He was getting them out of a mind of a slave into the mind of a son. And then they come and inherit. And there was a generation that couldn't inherit is because they just couldn't, couldn't see it. And then there was one, there was Joshua and his generation that went and took the promised land. But it was still God who gave them in, who brought them in the promised land. And so in every area of your life God is getting you out of a mind of a slave into the mind of a son so now you get born again and then people think that's it and there's you know that is like we do a lot of things right like this you go and give the the gospel and there's there's a part of the church that does that okay but Paul if you read the New Covenant if we can put our phones on silent okay if you read the new covenant paul is just telling you one thing and he's laboring till christ is formed in you that's sonship and even as you're allowing yourself taking that position as a son you're just being a son do you know that wherever you are going if you see someone sick you're going to lay hands on them you're just being a son just like jesus he wasn't doing evangelism he was just being a son and even in his path, he's going, he's laying hands. Someone is sick. He's laying hands. Uh, things are getting healed. He goes to a party. There's no wine. Okay. He, he, he tells them, get some pots. He speaks over it. Water turns into wine. He's just being a son. He's just doing his everyday thing, going out because everything about his life is a finished work and it's planned beforehand so that he can walk into them. And in Ephesians, it says that so it is now for you that God has prepared beforehand everything the good works planned for you so that you can walk in them so every one of you is by divine appointment there are people who've logged in here because it was divinely connected with some people some of the sons here who met someone on a plane sat in there they said hello and they're here on because god had it planned so some people didn't go out it was just in their path some of them have been here Gitu is here who's an elder here I have gone to her. Um, she's a dermatologist, a very top dermatologist. And I remember just going to her just with a friend because somebody had some skin condition. And in that God revealed certain things. And today she's here. It's in your path. It's not out of your path. That's the way you lead your life as a son. And each one is just focused on their path. Trust me, everyone will, it'll be faster. Okay, because you're just being a son. Okay, so now let's get into the word. I'm going to read. For those who are online, I've put that little, uh, uh, I put it on the Oneness group, the scripture notes for today. And those who uh, are watching us online who watch this video, I've put a link below. So you can click on it and it's open up to all the PDF uh, scriptures. Okay, so look at this. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Where are the blessings? In Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved where are all the blessings in Christ okay now, do you know that the blessings are Deuteronomy, right? All the promises of God. When you read the Old Testament, there are no promises; there are blessings. And then there is just the word. He's just speaking. Delight yourself in the Lord. I will give you the desires of your heart. And all of these are just words. For us, in the New Covenant, has become promises. But in the Old Testament, they were just just words, Psalms, what David is just speaking, and these and, and thoughts about God. Okay, and so. What were these blessings? Like my mom shared this testimony of her harvest. I will bless your field. Right. I will bless the fruit of your womb. Wherever you go, you will be blessed. These are all the blessings. But how did people in the old receive the blessings? So one would say it was based on obedience. So you do all of these. God said that if you walk this amazing, perfect life, then I will give it to you. But no one could keep the law, even in the old. They couldn't. They missed it. And that's why even in the old, it was contingent on the offering. And so there was a lamb offering or there was a grain offering and God brought the people brought brought forth an offering and it was based on the offering, the blood, that people got the blessings because no one could keep the law. That means you and I can never be perfect enough to get his blessings. So there was always a way out that God made and it was through the blood. But in the Old Testament, it was the blood of bulls and goats, not the blood of the lamb. And so the the reason why they got all the blessings of God on their life was based on blood, was based on the sacrifice. The same way you and I, through Jesus' blood, the only reason why we get all the inheritance is based on blood relationship. So you know when I always say that you get all the inheritance based on blood relationship, always know that you're a son by blood. So it's not your blood. It's his blood and through his blood we've become sons. But it's easier to understand when I say it's blood. That means if Gitu, now she has a son, he will inherit everything just because he's Gitu's. Not because he's a good boy or a bad boy. Just because he's Gitu's. And your inheritance and my inheritance is based on blood. Now as a son, now let's read 2 Corinthians 120. See this. For all the promises of God, in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through Jesus. All of y'all got born again, and now suddenly you want, everything should be okay. And most people tell me that, like, how come things are not okay? How did this accident happen? How did my, uh, how did this happen to my loved one? How, how shouldn't everything be perfect? And the first thing that you come into the kingdom, you're coming into position, that's why it's so important you co labor with the Holy Spirit. Remember, on the day of Pentecost, Jesus says that after I rise again, now you wait. Wait for the promise of the Father. That now the Holy Spirit would come and reside in each one. And the Holy Spirit is there to do something. So people don't understand that how do I get all the inheritance? And so they start running after after god and jesus and he you know people tell me like i'm praying every day and nothing is happening and they get frustrated and you know you'll keep praying for another 10 years and you will still be more frustrated is because the way god wants to get you the inheritance there is an instruction and people just don't read there is an instruction to get something in the bible it is written clear way of getting something Okay and so I'm going to make you see something all the promises uh, all the all the revelation in the new covenant when Jesus is talking about it remember when Jesus tells his disciples i have so much to tell you but you cannot bear it right now and then Jesus is telling the pharisees i tell you earthly things and you don't believe how will you believe when i tell you heavenly things jesus says i'm in this world but not of this world his whole identity is not from the earth and neither is yours and mine you have to make a clear distinction between humans and you I am a son of God and it begins there and the more you start seeing yourself and become single-minded about who you are now you're coming into position this soul of yours is double-minded because it's grown up in this rim, in this industry of knowledge of good and evil in the cycles and patterns of this world and now God pulled you out of one realm and plonked you in another so you're in this world you're in this world but not of this world it's like that and you have to plonk yourself in position that's where all of it is coming under your feet so you read all the promises you read all the all the revelation and everything that god is telling you is about position now see these scriptures it said the first one read That every spiritual blessing, where is it? In the heavenly places in Christ. It is a positional truth. Second Corinthians 1 20, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. Where are they, yes and amen? In the new covenant, after Jesus died and rose again, you don't run after a promise. You don't. It's not like a carrot dangling over you. You're not trying to claim a promise anymore. I'm claiming the scripture, I'm claiming. I'm not claiming anything. It's a rest that means what does yes and amen mean amen means it is finished so be it but where are they becoming yes and amen in a position it's in a position of rest that you're knowing that you're seated where everything is coming under your feet even as my aunt has come here do you know that she's held a position because psalm 91 says that nothing will touch even the loved ones and so she holds a position and she still comes And she'll see the very things trying to come to distract her bow down to her it comes through position okay look at 2 peter 1 grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of god and of jesus our lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises what are these promises the promises today are not for you to become. When I look in the Bible, all that it shows me is who I am. It's a mirror to who I am. It's showing me my divine nature. And so look at this. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these, that through these promises, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust so let's say can everyone see this there are two rems okay this is death this is the tree of knowledge of good and evil this is life this is the tree of life you were here and it says that God pulled you out from the kingdom of darkness and plonked you in the kingdom of the son of his love this is the rem where there are patterns and cycles and this is where you want to come out of and you wonder why you keep going through again and again the same thing I keep falling sick I keep having bad relationships I keep going through the same cycles again and again and then you're going round and round and round and the way out the way out of this is through position that means you take the promise you see who you are in the word and now you rest in it how do you inherit the promises of God through faith and patience you inherit the promises of god so what are you doing you're seeing yourself that no i'm not of this world anymore i've come out of this where am i from i'm from above i'm in this world but i'm not of this world no this is not in my nature and you rest in it and it says by patience that is by endurance that means you're resting patience is a state of rest it's not something it's not a time limit it's a state of rest endurance like you're holding on By faith and patience, you inherit the promises of God. This is the position you're coming into, where everything is telling you it's not. You're taking the mind of a king. You're coming out of a slave mindset into the mind of a son. You're resting in it, and this is where all the promises are yes and amen. You rest in things, okay? You look at your own life and see where you're a slave. And you will wonder, it's in those areas that you keep going round and round and round. Is because up until you don't see yourself as a son a slave is what that means something else is over you you become a victim let's read I'm gonna read few scriptures and then bring you back okay to this Galatians 3 for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ for as many of you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither slave nor free There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Okay, Galatians 4. Now I say that an heir, what is an heir? An heir is someone who inherits everything. For example, king, a king's son will be an heir. He'll just get all the inheritance because he is the king's son. And all the king's son knows that he is a son of his blood. That's all he should never forget unless he gets amnesia goes and lives among the poor people goes out into some deserted land and he's forgotten he's the king's son okay now an heir as long as he's a child see see why we don't inherit an heir as long as he's a child that word child in greek means unlearned someone who's unenlightened immature that means someone who's sleeping so this child, you know children, right? Children will not understand anything about inheritance. Because they're children, they don't know. And even as they're growing up, then they become aware of, oh, I'm my mom. She's my mother. She's my father. Oh, this is what I own. Everything, oh, all of this belongs to me. Right? How does that happen? Even as they're waking up. And so it says, as long as he is a child, that means unlearned, unenlightened. Unenlightened, that means still sleeping, dull mind, immature, does not differ at all from a slave slave that means who is a slave who is god calling a slave slaves don't inherit god is saying i am seeing someone someone as a slave who's someone who's unlearned unenlightened means never bothers renewing the mind never wakes up unilluminated this one is a slave and though he is a master of all but he's under guardians and stewards until the appointed time by the father even so when we were children were under the bondage under the elements of the world But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that is you and me, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son in our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Look at this. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Slaves don't inherit. Sons inherit. You know, sometimes I see, I've seen in my own own personal life, anything, I remember once I was fasting for three days. This was in my early years, and I fasted because I just wanted to see something. okay? And so at the end of the third day, uh, I remember sitting on the bed, and I was like, show me something that I don't know. Open my eyes to something, and I was given this. If anything makes you a slave to it, it's not of me. It could be a job, it could be a boss, it could be a relationship. And do you know how you... How you hold all things is by not forgetting your position as a son. You hold that on. Don't have the fear to lose something. That is a lie. A son doesn't lose anything because everything about a son comes from the father. That's why, point. Uh, you know, Jesus was in front of Pontius Pilate, and he's Pontius Pilate is there. He's saying, "Don't you know I have power over you?" And uh, Jesus looks at him. He's saying, "You have no power over me unless it has been given to you from above." That means you can't take anything away from me. Do you know that's your position and my position? A slave fears to lose something. A son doesn't. And that's why a son can have the boldness to say no. And boldness to walk away. Don't have any fear. Because your possession and my possession comes from the father. And even as you come into your possession as a son, your position as a son, you'll see the very things you want come and bow down. Is because they honor the son it says the word says that every knee shall bow and confess that Jesus is Lord but it also means that you're in Christ and so the spiritual realm is only obeying someone who's in position as a son and so what is the Holy Spirit doing in every area he's bringing you out of the mind of a slave into the mind of a son and if you do not cooperate with him Then you're going through cycles and patterns and then I'll just be like, oh, so you want to cry about this or like really get out of this? Do you want to get out of this cycle? Or let me just give you comfort to you more and you'll just stay there. And that's why we hate victimization because victimization is another word for slave. A victim mindset is a slave mindset. Oh, look at this, what happened for years and years and years. And then we cry about it and nothing happens. And 10 years you'll go on, a slave, shake it off. Okay? Now see this because i want to see you get your inheritance jesus also hates victimization okay let me read one scripture to you okay open with me to luke 7 this is a woman who she is a widow who lost her only son now the the bible talks about compassion here and there it talks about you know when he saw the multitudes and he knew that he was hungry jesus said he had compassion on them and then he multiplied the five loaves and two fish and there are a few other places when the i think the two there were the two boys who were blind and then jesus had compassion and he healed them because maybe they had never interacted with jesus they don't have a relationship with him they've heard about him and now he has compassion on them and now look at this this lady with the with the you know she was a widow and she she's lost her only son i'm reading it from luke 7 verse uh, 11 now it happened the day after when he went into the city called nain and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd and when he came near the gate of the city behold a dead man was being carried out the only son of his mother and she was a widow and a large crowd from the city was with her when the lord saw her he had compassion in her and said to her do not weep then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still and he said young woman young man i say to you arise so he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he presented him to the mother then fear came upon all of them okay now here he has compassion but now at martha and lazarus and mary he is pissed he is angry shouldn't he be compassion? Because they said, oh, you hung out with them and, you know, he was your, Lazarus was your loved one. And shouldn't you have more compassion? Think about it. But now he's very, very angry. Listen, if you have, God has revealed to you something and if you don't live up to it, he expects you to live up to it. To him what is given, more will be given. But to him that is given doesn't measure up to it that little is given will be taken away. Because he's giving you, you know, I've had a dream in which I let my emotions sometimes get the better of me. I used to. And there was a time when I was just crying and crying and crying. And you know, I had a dream in which Jesus came and just ignored all of it. Ignored, like ignored. Like what's going on about the other things. And then I just like stopped. And then I got up and I walked. It's because he's like, I've given you much. I've shown you much. Now walk. Because he expects you to live there. And then when you do that, he's going to add more. Up until you don't, he's not doing anything else okay he he was almost telling me get over it because this is under your feet you're a son not a slave to things okay and he wanted me in the dream he was telling me get your mind on things above see it you know it you know you you know i've taught you take those thoughts down i've taught you pull those things down and so he expects me to live by it and so each one of you if if you know if you're just hearing it and you're not applying it that's when you feel like oh what's happening if you know the truth everything in you has to become one with that truth even the decisions you make that's why it's saying you know i i always tell people it's not about beloved you coming not coming if you know the truth that it's all about the sun in you when you're making a covenant you're making a covenant with yourself you're basically saying yeah i believe everything about me to be true that this word is talking about who i am and so i can't be then part of some some place that is 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 not preaching the sun in you it's spiritual adultery but i'm doing it to unto myself these are these are um microcosm truths i'm telling you they create big shifts okay so let me see that okay let's look at the lazarus and i just want to open with me to uh, john eleven thirty three. i haven't put it there john eleven thirty three. if you have it with your bibles so anyways Martha and Mary are going. Jesus hears that Lazarus is sick. Jesus, then it says in the verse that the minute he heard that, he waited a few more days, okay? And then he decides to go, and now Lazarus is dead. He's going there. Everyone is crying, okay? And then it says, uh, let's see. It's in verse 23. Jesus said to her, Martha, okay, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died but even now i know whatever you ask of god god will give you hey whatever you ask of god god will give you whatever you ask not someone else asks whatever you ask look at you know jesus look at the dominion he walked in that people looked at him and saw him that whatever you ask god is listening to you whatever you are asking that's also you when you keep sending prayer requests you lose your ground don't lose your position spiritual realm knows someone who sees themselves as a son and someone who doesn't how can i lose my privilege the first privilege that i have that i can go directly to my father and ask okay look at this jesus said to her your brother will rise again martha said to him i know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day jesus said to her i am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me though he die he shall live and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die do you believe this come down to a few verses okay and i'm reading on verse 33 therefore when jesus saw her weeping and the jews came with her weeping he groaned in the spirit and was troubled he groaned in the spirit in greek this is he was moved with anger He was moved with anger and because why is he moved with anger because he expects i have spent time with martha mary lazarus they know me i don't expect this behavior from you that lady who had the dead son she's probably never heard about jesus so yeah he has compassion but the ones intimate with him hey i expect more from you and then he goes down it says in verse 38 and then jesus again groaning in himself why because previously it said then the jews said see how he loved him and some of them said could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying and so now it says then jesus again groaning in himself listen he is really angry and now he goes and says take away the stone and then jesus said did i not say to you that you would if you would believe you would see the glory of god if you will believe what is it now for you what believe who Jesus he's not the only son so are you and will you believe in who I say I have made you and if you believe that means you're taking your seat do you not know that you will see the glory of God that means in that very area you're going to see resurrection or you're going to come out of that cycle And you're going to see another REM work for you. It's through a position of rest. Okay? Now look at this. So what was he attacking? What did he hate? And then it says that he put all the people out who were crying. In another instance, also he said he put everyone who was crying. It's not about comfort. Was he comforting them? Everyone was crying, weeping with Mary, with Martha. And guess what his opinion was on that? He's like, "Uh, I'm not part of any of that. I hate victimization because victimization will not get you out. And if you get victimized by one thing, you will see yourself going through cycles and cycles and then more bad things happening and you wonder why. Is because slaves don't inherit. A victim doesn't inherit. A son inherits. Do you know I lost my father? I knew that he was going to go on. I never allowed that situation to victimize me. I was in church celebrating that day. And God didn't allow it also. I never, is because my foundation was never my father. It was always Christ. And so it didn't affect me when he went on. I was rejoicing, yeah, he's with the Lord. And now I have something greater that God has called me to do. I never went, I never let grief and sorrow touch me. Never. And I kept inheriting, I kept inheriting, I kept inheriting. But I know people who've lost their loved ones and they get victimized by that whole thing. And now their whole life and the way they perceive everything is through like a lens. And everything, and then they give Jesus a bad name and everything becomes that. And then worse things keep happening and they don't know why. It's because, my dear, you have to, it's a son, who inherits. I have been in situations, I'm telling you, I've been in cycles of bad relationships, bad relationships, up until I decided I will not let something else tell me who I am. And then I chose, I had lost years and I was like, my God, what have I done? and i was wondering why i never came into another rem is because i allowed myself to be a slave in those areas and sometimes all a trial will do is just show you the weeds it shows you what you're really believing and guess what a trial and everything did i just saw myself whoa i've been a slave slaves slaves don't inherit sons inherit and then i didn't i allowed that means i didn't let this experience give me an identity and i came out of it and i was like nope joy is my portion that is who i am i stand on it i'm a son and it's in this place that all the promises are yes and amen the very materialistic things that you want but the father says don't worry about them all of those things will be added to you we don't run after our inheritance it is added to you but it is added through righteousness we'll talk about it later but righteousness doesn't mean anything else but it means sonship that means not victimization righteousness shake it off You're a son. Don't let somebody else tell you who you are. They've been nasty to you. Either you talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, how bad they've been. I'm like, yeah, how, how, what position have you given this person to speak all things over you? Don't give yourself inferiority. You come from the most superior being. You have the preeminence, it says. That means the first, if there's anyone who should deserve to have it, it's you. That's your, that's the way you walk okay now look at the verse the next word let's look at hebrews <clears throat> hebrews 5:12 okay concerning this we have much to say and it is hard to explain since you have become dull and sluggish in your now this hebrews 5:12 is talking about a babe and a matured son now let's look at a babe or a child or a slave same thing concerning this we have much to say and it is hard to explain Since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen. For though by this time you ought to be teachers because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk, who are the babies? See this. Everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant. Hey, if you don't know that you're a son of his blood, that means what does God call maturity? God calls a matured son who is very secure in their relationship. A matured son is a secure son. Okay, he knows that his relationship with the father is based on blood, not based on whether he's a good boy or a bad boy. It's based on blood, that I'm his. And because I'm his, I have all the inheritance. Because I am his, it's not in my nature. When I see crappy things pop up, I subdue them. Because I'm just like my father. It comes from knowing that you're a son. You don't allow stupid things. Because I come from another realm, I'm just like my father. A lion, a logo, has a lion and a little cub. But he's not the only cub, there are many cubs now. But when you look at that logo, I want you to see that they're all the same species. God kind. That's, that's what it means by God likeness. Godliness means God likeness. Just like God. You were meant, we were meant to be a super class of beings. We were supposed to bring dominion into this weird chaotic world. That's why we were put in there. Through relationship. And now when Jesus came walking with the, uh, commanding the storm and the seas, he was just another Adam. To, for you to understand what our dominion looked like. To bring order and now through him we've been redeemed, sons are back with the father, calls you the beloved and now your job is to destroy the works of the devil. Every time, you know, when I'm, I get a little, um, I, it's lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser every day, but if I, I have some bad thoughts and some people call it, like, oh, you know, sad thoughts or depressive thoughts and all, I go and be a life-giving spirit. I come back into position. Because even as I'm being a life-giving spirit, I'm reminding myself who I am. I'm feeding life to somebody else. Don't come back into your position. You'll realize all those things also disappear. Because they come to attack you to make you forget you're here. Okay? Let's look at this, okay? So who is a babe? The one who is in, unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a spiritual infant. But solid food is for the spiritually matured whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil okay Romans 5 17 for if by one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ therefore as through one man's offense judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation that means they fell into this realm of death okay even so through one man's righteous act the free gift of came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So then as sin reigned in death, Adam sinned, he came into a cycle. Enter the tree of knowledge of good and evil, sin and death. This is the law. Okay, this is the cycle that that most, the, the people are in, the karmic cycle, okay? Where sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life. It's through righteousness you inherit all things. Now, what is righteousness? I remember I've shared this testimony, okay? I had this girl who was working with me. Her name was Sayukta. And uh, she wanted Jesus to come. She, uh, comes into the kingdom, gets born again. And uh, long story short, six months later, I meet her for dinner, And um, she's like, oh ma'am, Jesus came in my dreams and uh, he told me to wear white. So she's been wearing white every day, physically white every day. So I'm like, Sayukta, I don't think he means that. Tell me the dream. So she's sitting at work and she's holding her head and Sayukta was just like, she wanted everything now. Like now, no patience, okay. So Jesus tells her, she's sitting at work like this, Jesus in front of her suddenly sitting like this. And then she looks and realizes it's Jesus. And then Jesus says, okay, tell me your problems. And then she starts going on. This is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And then he tells her, he's saying, you need to be patient. Okay. And uh, and then he tells her, he's saying, I have one solution. One solution. To all your problems. As I am wearing white, start wearing white. So sayukta literally thinks start wearing white every day. Okay. I said, that's not what he's saying. It's righteousness consciousness righteousness consciousness means sonship that means you're getting your mind out of the mind of a slave into the mind of a king where it's prosperity thinking that means this mind of yours is prosperous it's not it's not deep and damp like a map cloth, mop cloth on it it's victorious thinking that he's already won it in everything it says set your mind on things above means not on heavenly that means do not forget where you come from Do not forget your real position. And even as you don't forget that, those things will automatically bow down to your name because your name is attached with his name. It's one name. We conquer by not fighting. We conquer by not forgetting where we come from. That's your victory. In every situation, I always say in Beloved, the solution is take five minutes away, go lock yourself in a room remind yourself i'm not a human i'm a son where you come from you have a father they don't have a father they need to act like that you and i have a father and so you rest because it's already a finished work and even as you come back and not be impulsive and address the same situation a you will address it differently second it will submit to you because you didn't forget who you are you didn't let that circumstance give you an identity okay Look at this, Matthew 6, 30, 33. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? All the materialistic things. For all these things, the Gentile seek. That means the one who didn't have a father. Or let's say in, your, in my language, the humans, okay? For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things because you and I are sons. Now, what does he say? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. So how is your inheritance getting added to you? Through righteousness consciousness. And so then people think, why is things happening to me? My dear, you don't know you're a baby. You came, you got born again, but you never thought you should wake up. And so you're sleeping and bad things are happening and then they give God a bad name. He doesn't, he's a good God. But there's an instruction manual that he's given you. And it's through righteousness that all things are added to you. And what is righteousness? It means right with God. That you are not a sinner. Sinner is not something you do. You came out of the state of being a sinner into the position of a son. Disconnect from your flesh that reminds you that you're a sinner. You're not a sinner. You're a son. And even as you start seeing yourself as a son, the very things that act up up in your flesh, you will subdue. Because that's what sons do. It's in our nature to subdue. Adam was given the, the command, subdue everything subdue everything dominion means subdue and guess what the holy spirit is doing in you he's come there renewing you renewing your mind to subdue i'll show you that in the in the below scriptures look at ephesians 115 therefore i also after i heard of your faith in the lord jesus and your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the god of our lord jesus the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding that word understanding in greek is heart and mind the eyes of your that means you're waking up the eyes of your understanding the eyes of your mind are being enlightened remember we talked about children who are infant children who is a slave someone who is not illuminated someone who is sleeping someone who is not doesn't bother to wake up god calls him he has all the inheritance but he will never inherit is because he doesn't know he he just doesn't want to co-labor with the holy spirit okay and so see this the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that word there all those in brackets is what is written in greek illuminated the eyes that means you're coming out of darkness into light hey hello the father you were made you were you were conceived with the father you were supposed to have everything about the father the devil stole you away from him he got you into the kingdom of darkness and then all your life you thought this is your portion and now the father through jesus got you back into another rem and now he's waking you up and he's saying beta just listen to me now start listening to my words apart from what the devil has told you apart from what this rem is telling you and even as you're allowing yourself to come out of darkness into light what part of you is coming out of darkness into light this Your little mind, the dark mind, that just negative mind that came from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That soul of yours, that is coming out and reprogram itself into light. What the father says about you, that you may know, and I just skipped ahead, your inheritance. That's what it is. Even as you're waking up, and that's why I say, just keep hearing, just keep hearing. Because what is happening as you're hearing, you're coming into position you don't even know it but it's subconsciously happening you're coming into position and the very things you're running after will get added to you because sons don't run you sit you plunk it's already been done for you and it will come and submit to you you hold your position as a son that's how you get your inheritance it is added to you the father adds all things and the father all he's seeing is in this area let me see oh my dear still is like a slave has the mind of a slave and I'm bringing that my my child into the mind of a son you're coming into the mind of a son you're not allowing imagine you went through cycles the same thing happened to you three times and you dusted it off and says I don't care how many times I've done this business and I fail and I fail. I shake it off nope still I'm a son it's in my nature to be prosperous and I'll start this over all over again and I'm gonna do it you know what you basically did you didn't allow the patterns and cycles of this world to give you an identity You still chose to believe that I'm successful because my father says I'm successful. It's in my nature, whatever I touch will be prosperous. And because you didn't let those cycles affect you, you took your position. Now guess what? The fifth business, very successful. It's because you just didn't get your identity from the businesses. Your identity comes from your father. It's the same thing. I was going through cycles and I was getting sick and I was getting sick and I was getting sick. And I was like, why? I'm praying. I got frustrated. Up until he said, time to wake up. Are you going to co-labor with me or are you just going to sit and cry about it? And then when I decided, I'm saying, my God, it's true righteousness. I started taking my identity and I plonked. I sat. I said, I don't care if symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis are in my body. I will die believing I'm a son. I can't fall sick. But I don't care. I'm not going to believe this body that is telling me I have rheumatoid arthritis. And what happened? The minute I made a decision about it, that means I decided to go to the cross with it, everything bowed down and I stopped falling sick thereafter. I came on the side of resurrection. In every area of your life, you're dying and you're resurrecting. If you die to the tree of knowledge of Buddhism, that means you're getting crucified with it. Okay, this cross here. Uh, the other side of it is resurrection for you. Okay, that's what I mean. That's what you're not letting the patterns, you go through five bad relationships, they all dump you. Don't get the identity of I'm rejected. Don't give them so much in You shake it up. You choose the next day. Go for a nice movie. Laugh. Don't waste your time. And you still say I'm the beloved. The sixth relationship. They'll all be coming running to you. Then you might have to choose who you want. Okay. Look at Ephesians. <clears throat> Philippians 2.5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. What is the mind that God wants you to have? What is the mind of a king? Let this mind be in you who, who being in the form of God did not consider robbery to be equal with God. That is the mind of a king. As he is, so are you. I have the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? I'm equal. I'm just like my father. I'm born of him. Christ is the greater one in me, but I'm no different from him. It's okay. That's humility that I accept my nature. The devil comes with this perverted holy concept of, like, no, how can you say that? because he knows the minute you start believing that he's finished with him he has no power over you okay i'll just skip down to verse 12. therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your salvation work out your own salvation so everyone says right this means oh you got saved and now you have to work out your salvation you know what he's doing work out does it say each other's salvation or oh, my friends, Gitu's salvation. Let me start praying for her. It says work out your own salvation. That means, that's why I don't compare my life with somebody else's. In one area of my life, I might have greater things that the Holy Spirit has to deal with. And so I co-labor with the Holy Spirit. So you might see someone else with the promise faster and you're like, why is God not answering my prayer? But they answer that person's prayer. It's not that at all. You co-labor with the Holy Spirit. So look at this. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation. Now, that word for salvation in the Greek reads, God's rescue, which delivers believers out of destruction and into his safety. That means he's saying, work out your own deliverance. Okay? With fear and trembling. Fear and trembling was a phrase. For someone in awe, the woman with the issue of blood, when she went and touched the hem of his garment, it says she began to fear and tremble. It is, a, it, it, is, it is an expression, it's like a phrase of being like in awe of something that just happened, being overwhelmed by it. That's what it means. But they don't know how to translate it from Greek, and so they, they put it as fear and trembling. But it was a phrase used, okay? Work out your own salvation, that means work out your own deliverance with fear and trembling, See this, for it is God who works in you. It is the Holy Spirit who is working in me both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Working out your own salvation. Do you know that when I was sick and I was falling sick and I was falling sick, the Holy Spirit was co-laboring with me and working out my own salvation. What part of you is getting saved? I showed you here. Your spirit is joined with his spirit. You're completely, don't ever let anyone tell you you lose your salvation. You're one spirit with him. You're completely saved. The part of you that is getting worked out is your soul man is getting saved. And so in that time, as I'm co-laboring with the Holy Spirit, I'm taking on the truth. It's not in my nature. Guess what the Holy Spirit is doing? Working out my salvation. And in that he did. I got the crown. Yeah, it's under my feet because death is under my feet. Sickness, you have no power over me. Working out your own salvation. And similarly, in all other areas, there's constant work going on where Christ is getting formed in me. In me. And so in you also it's happening. So now let's, now now see as a son, you don't pray. You come into the kingdom praying to Jesus, praying to Jesus, praying to Jesus. Nothing is happening. No, no, no. That's what the the Gentiles do. You co-labor with the Holy Spirit. Because Christ is getting formed in you. And as you're co-laboring, trust me, all our inheritance is getting added to you. You don't run after inheritance. Sons don't. You learn to sit at the table and be served. You take your position. As a son and it will come to you even as you co-labor with the Holy Spirit to what He's doing in you. Divine nature, the the weeds of all the tree of knowledge of good and evil coming out. That all the rubbish lies you believed and now God is saying come into the mind of the son. It's a mind of dominion, okay? Now see this, the work of the Holy Spirit. Can we, that's what sons do, we co-labor. No crying. Crying, 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 nothing will happen. Start waking up. You want to get out of the cycle? You want to get out of the problems? Shake hands with the Holy Spirit and say, Okay, today I'm going to start working with you. What are you doing in me? Tell me. Okay? Look at at John 16 verse 5. But now I go away to him. Now this is Jesus talking about don't worry. I'm going away but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. None of you asks me where you are going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, what is now the Holy Spirit doing? I'm going to take 10, 15 more minutes of your time, okay? Because I want to finish this. Um, when he comes, look what he's doing. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. That's the time when you got born again. He told you that you're a sinner. You need to get saved. So you came into the kingdom. Now what is he doing? He is convicting you, righteousness. What did we read all the promises? How are you getting your inheritance? Through righteousness. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Do not seek these worldly things, but seek his righteousness and all these things will be added. And so the church is just teaching the opposite. And so people don't inherit. All the promises, all Psalms, Psalm 91, where nothing will touch your loved ones. Everything is righteousness consciousness. Because it talks about um, I, uh, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, this is positional truth, will, will sit under the shadow of the Almighty, rest. He will say, a thousand may fall at my right, ten thousand at my left, it will not come near me. It's a place of position. So if you don't know you're a position, and then, oh, accident happened, how did an accident happen? I'm sorry, but it was because he's a sleeping son. These things are not supposed to happen to you. They will not. It's because you're a son of his blood. That's the dangerous truth that the spiritual realm never wants you to know. It's that easy, that simple. Christ getting formed in you. Rest. You're fathered. Do you not know that everything that you love, he loves? Do you know that faith, I'm going to do again a series on faith. He showed me something else. Do you know that faith actually means his faithfulness? It's like marriage. You know when I say the word marry, you know immediately that it's two people, right? So that word faith in, in Greek, actually means fidelity That means it's got to do with two people that means it actually means when you say faith it actually means like it's about him being faithful to you why you have so little do you think I'm gonna be so unfaithful to you or oh, you of little faithfulness that I am so faithful to you it's a place of rest we're living of his faith. we're living of his faithfulness he is going to be good to you it's a place of rest so see this because of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. And of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. The devil has been judged. That problem is under your feet. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, what is he going to do in you? So what is the Holy Spirit doing in you? Is he answering your prayers? How is he going to answer your prayers? How? How? according to the holy spirit instruction manual right like god is going to do you read a you read how to make maggie there is an instruction given if you don't do according to how it says you're going to do maggie or remove the packet and you put if you put the maggie packet in the microwave and switch on the button what is going to come out some maggie with some plastic melted over it there is an instruction in the way god wants you to do something and if you follow it you're going to receive so he says the holy spirit is only going to tell me the truth So that means the Holy Spirit is showing me my righteousness. And so how did I get healed? I was praying, praying, nothing happened. I had two dreams. I saw my eyes black and I was sitting like a beggar outside the house. That means he told me you're a slave. That's what I'm not inheriting. He didn't tell me anything else. And then I I saw I'm a new creation. It's not in my nature. He showed me the truth. And even I started believing the truth, came from a slave into a son and I rested in it. This is it. This is who I am. I'm going to the cross with it. All the sickness bow down to me. Everything left. That's how you receive. Through righteousness consciousness. Okay. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. That means he is going to tell me things to come. He will glorify me. For he will take off what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has a mind. Therefore I said that he will take off mine and declare it to you. Co-heirs whatever as he is so am i in this world he is a way maker i am a way maker he god calls christ worthy and in christ so are you he is holy and in christ so are you okay same identity 1 corinthians two twelve. now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by god so if you see the holy spirit is only telling you something telling you He's telling you, and so he expects you to start believing what he's telling you. And as you're believing, you're coming into your position, you're coming from being a slave to a son. Now, all things bow down to you. Sons inherit, slaves don't. You see the very areas, if anything is lording over you. You are not inheriting in that area. And why? All it should show you is in this area, I've been a slave. My foundation has never been on the rock, it's been on the sand. Because it told me who I am. It gave me an identity but the minute i'm coming on the rock that means i am because my father says so now even though you've gone to 10 bad things 11th time victorious because you did not allow that situation to tell you who you are overcome means subdue have dominion that's what the word overcome means look at revelation 21:1 now this is about the new heaven and new new earth okay i'm just reading from verse 3. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be my people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these things are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is finished, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. In every problem, either you can cry about the problem or I can show you How are you going to overcome it? And that's what the Holy Spirit is meant to do. That's what it means by co-laboring. The more dependent you are on the Holy Spirit, you know, in this generation of Instagram and everything, everything is so fast. You wait. You have a problem. He is going to speak because he knows where you are also. He knows I can't tell so many things to this person. I can only say one thing to this person. This person that we had that all those lumps, eight lumps came benign. She waited on the Holy Spirit. She goes back home. She gets this diagnosis that these eight lumps are in your breast, that they could be malignant. Think about all the thoughts that went in her. And so, what happened? She goes home, she takes the word, and all she reads what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit just showed her the truth. Because when she read it, she said, Oh, the God of Jesus, the Father of Jesus, is also my Father. As he is, so am I. He is not sick, neither am I. And she goes for the next test, she waits. She didn't send any prayer requests nothing big she goes and then the doctor says all your eight lumps are benign hello she depended on the holy spirit and how did holy spirit get victory through righteousness he reminded her who she is so in the midst of all the chaos and someone telling her this is death over you he reminds she reminded herself the holy spirit reminded her that you come from another realm, that you're not a human you're a son and even as she's just resting yeah i'm different from the other people this is not my nature this is I am I she's taking on the mind of a king the mind of Christ and all those things are submitted unto her sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool all those lumps are coming under her feet nothing is cancerous that's how through position all the promises of god are yes and amen in position you just rest don't react so fast just because you hear something doesn't mean you need to fight for it wait it's already a fought vic- done victory you rest And it comes under your feet. You're feeding off his faithfulness. Where all the promises are yes and amen for us. Learn to rest, okay? Look at this. 1 John 5, 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Messiah is God's spiritual child and has been fathered by God himself. I have a father. The reason I don't worry, I have one line. Because I am fathered. Because I am fathered. He told me not to worry about anything materialistic. So I don't worry about anything materialistic. Everything is supposed to be added to me. That's my job. What does he tell me? Just Priya, every day. I don't want you to forget where you come from. I want you to just keep on knowing what all, where you come from, what your origin is, who I made you to be, and I'm just doing that. He's told me to pursue my righteousness. I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend. I'm going to take time out, feeding my sonship. The very things, the material things, they will be added. It's his job. Okay. See this. And everyone who loves Father God loves his children as well. This is how we can be sure that we love the children of God by having a passionate love for God and by obedience to his commands. True love for God means obeying his commands and his commands don't weigh us down as heavy burden. Now it is to just love everybody. You see, every child of God overcomes the world for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So who are the world conquerors defeating its power those who believe that jesus is the son of god it says in one john who is the one who overcomes but he who believes that jesus is the son of god and what is the overcoming power your faith that means i believe in who i am the bible today every time you read is not telling who you're becoming it's telling you who you are and it's a position trust me it's a rest that's what says labor to rest that means work everything hard to not do anything to do not forsake your position because in position all the promises are yes and amen. And the devil tries to get somebody to act out of position. So you start fighting like a slave. You're a son. Rest. Resurrection life is in you. It's in your nature to have life. I can't have any death in my in my body. When my hair was falling down, everything came back. Even as I forgot about the problem, stopped running after the problem, I started doing my other things. I started taking on a job that time. And even as I started focusing on my work, everything got added to me. <laughs> It's because it's in your nature. Nature means what? You don't have to do everything. Superman gets up, he will fly. He doesn't have to learn to fly every day. I don't have to say I'm a son, I'm a son every day. Jesus is not saying that, right? It's who, you, who he is. Let me leave with this verse and then I have a testimony I want someone to share. Jesus Christ is the one who is revealed as God's son by his water baptism and by the blood of his cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the spirit who is, who is truth confirms this with his testimony. So we have these different constant witnesses giving their evidence, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three are in agreement. If we accept the testimony of men, how much more should we accept the more authoritative testimony of God that he has testified concerning his son? Hey, listen, accept God's testimony about you. That is honoring him. Today, everything is questioning who you are. And in that, be secure. You're not from this realm, you're from another realm. You're in this world, but not of this world. I come from above. That's what it means taking a position. Coming out of the mind of a slave into the mind of a son. I will fear nothing. I will speak. My words are spirit and they are life. All that the father has given me will come to me. I don't run after things. This is all coming. This is his language. Me and my father are one. I died. I told you in sonship, in the sermon on sonship, it's not Jesus going on the cross alone. It's you going with him. And so it's identification. So I died. It's all Christ in me. I wake up. Yeah, it's all Christ in me. The very words I'm speaking, it's all Him. When the flesh acts up, I know it. I subdue it. That's what it means to overcome. Look at this. Those who believe, those who believe in the Son of God have the living testimony in their hearts. Those who don't believe have made God out to be a liar by not believing the testimony God has confirmed about His Son. He is not a liar. My Father is not a liar. If He says who I am, it is who I am. I will die believing my father. That's when you see resurrection. That's when you see divine life, divine his nature, health flow in your body. Okay? This is the true testimony. What is the true testimony? That God has given us eternal life, God kind of life. That means you get to know the father, everlasting life. And this life has its source in his son. Whoever has the son is Christ in you. Whoever has the Son has eternal life, and whoever does not have the Son does not possess eternal life. I have the Son in me. It's Christ in me. I have that life. I am fathered by God. I choose not to worry. It's a decision I have made. Take down thoughts. These are all instructions given. So why are all these instructions given? Because he wants you to have your inheritance here. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life here. Here. It begins here. But it works through righteousness. So now if you and I never co-labor with the Holy Spirit, then how will you receive your inheritance? And then God gets a bad name. I hate it. It is through righteousness. The very areas I will start inheriting is when I'm coming into the mind of a son. And guess what's happening? Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of these things I love. I'm looking at the fruits now more than the materialistic things, because he told me not to go after the materialistic things. And then I see in these areas, whoa, like really, like mercy is one of my, becoming my my good friends. I'm learning mercy a lot, to give mercy, right? Grace is giving someone the good that they don't deserve. You give a very heavy tip, that's grace. Okay, you go to a restaurant. Mercy like someone did really something back to you. And like you really want to give it back, (laughs) which I want to, you know, most times. And then choosing not to, ah, how can I not? But I'm realizing every time I give mercy, is I'm getting it triple fold back. Okay, try Mercy. She's, is good. I'm going to leave with this testimony, okay? This is now, we've had people in Beloved who had COVID symptoms and, uh, you know, some took medicines and you're co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. You don't look at somebody else's life. You, you, you co-labor with the Holy Spirit of what the Holy Spirit is telling you. And progressively, if you learn to be dependent on the Holy Spirit, He will lead you step by step by step Maybe to a place where he tells you that, hey, you're a son. You Maybe you don't need these anymore. But you don't look at somebody else and do that. That's why I said submit to the Holy Spirit of what he's doing in you. He leads you in righteousness, but you rely on him. So this is a testimony. Someone took the um, vaccine. okay, And uh, Gita took the vaccine. And she was getting some, um, uh, you know, her arm was paining and things like that. And so now in that time, she could have picked up the phone and called me. Or she could have called somebody else, right? Because that's what we do. Pick up the phone and then have multiple people pray. But even as she waited, even as she waited, Holy Spirit gives her something. Now, for her, it came through a dream. For somebody else, it might just come someone say something to you or you get some information but just learn to wait. Because we are in a relationship with a father, not a dictator. You can't put him in a box and tell him like now. And if you don't speak it, if I flip the book, you didn't give me the answer. It's a relationship, just Wait. He knows. And even as she depended, God spoke to her, she did something, it bore fruit. Okay? I, she's quickly going to sh- share that. Share that.
1: So, I, <clears throat> I took my first vaccine last week uh, because that was a travel uh, requirement now. So, uh, I wasn't, uh, I took it and um, then I was thinking, why did I take it? I wasn't Sure. And by the end of that uh, evening, I had uh, my arm swollen. And uh, I didn't have much fever, but I started having chills and dry So I started literally shivering. So body was just shivering throughout the night and next day. And I was quite upset with myself because I didn't want to take it, but I took it. And then I just reminded myself that I'm a son and uh, these things have got no impact uh, negatively. But I was still a little upset and I went to sleep. That night, I had a dream that... Uh, and I didn't want to take medicine. I didn't want to take uh, dolo, crocin, nothing. <laughs> so that night, I had a dream. And in the dream, there was a... Can I... Yeah. <laughs> there was a choir. <laughs> choir of beings. Okay, and they were singing. <laughs> take the dolo and rest. Take the dolo <laughs> yes. Okay. And the song was just that. Take dolo and rest. Take dolo and rest. Okay. So the next day I just did that. <laughs> I, I canceled all my appointments. I just took one dolo by I think uh, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I was actually fine. <laughs> yeah. So although I was upset with myself and I was thinking, why did I, you know, bring this up on myself? But uh yeah, the solution came. <laughs> You know what I want
0: you to see? See, she dependent on the Holy Spirit. If every one of you depends on the Holy Spirit, not on the person next to you, it says work out your own salvation. I can't work out Gitu's salvation. If Gitu comes to me, I'll say no, no, no. And you know, But it'll be what God is speaking to her. And imagine, he said, take dolo and rest. And she got the victory. It was a choir, angel singing, take dolo and rest. Okay? Now, my point is, for somebody else, it'll come different. Even during COVID, remember, I had a dream of Amla. Okay, and that Amla, I didn't even know it has high vitamin C, but it was a wisdom that came for everybody, not only for you, but you're a son, you'll be wisdom for humans around you. So you will give that wisdom. What I'm trying to get to add, even as she waited.